0: You can support your very own Terrible Warrior today by visiting patreoncom Warriors. Today on the Terrible Warriors, Derek Burrow gathers together his Edmonton crew for a new epic chapter in an untold story in the world of The Secret of Cats. So like super they're, no, they're just they're just cats. Not anthrop just house cats. Just regular. They made a game about that. So this is what we've become. It was only a matter of time, really. It started so innocently with... After the bomb, and... Then Pugmire, and... And now we've just devolved into our final form. Actual regular house cats. And your actual regular house cats... With Shane, Derek, and newcomer Sarah. They... They're your terrible warriors. Hey,
1: terrible listeners. It's the Edmonton crew. We're back in the new year of 2017, and there are less of us in a smaller number, but we have new people, so that's great. I'm Derek Bard from Chasing the Muse, and I will be your GM for this evening's game of The Secret of Cats by Evil Hat Publishing. And I am joined with my good friend and regular Terrible Warrior, Shane Fitzgerald of Circuit 42, feeling a bit like a lone survivor tonight. (laughs) And our newest Terrible Warrior, and debatably our most badass Terrible Warrior.
2: Uh, Sarah Prokofiou.
1: Where... Feel free to pimp out your Taekwondo studio. Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, I have a Taekwondo (laughs) studio. It's called Archon Taekwondo or Archon Martial Arts. It's going to be A-R-C-H-O-N MartialArts.com. In Edmonton. Yeah.
1: Check it out. And yes, tonight we're doing the Secrets of Cats, where our players will be taking on the role of just a bunch of kitties. But they're not just any kitties. They are sentient cats. In fact, (laughs) Most cats that they know are sapient. Many animals that they know are sapient. And they can talk to each other. And they protect humanity against supernatural evil. In this little town called Gravity Falls.
2: (laughs) Yep. Yay!
1: (laughs) Merry Christmas, Shane. (laughs) I'm sorry. I
3: recently became a very, very large Gravity Falls mark. Conveniently after the show ended.
1: So he texts me at work one day and he says, so, do you have any season three of Gravity Falls? And I'm like, oh, Muffin, I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> how do I break it oh, to you? No. To be
3: perfectly honest, that was my fault because I just miscounted the episodes. I honestly thought there were more per season oh. because I hadn't finished watching through them. That's all. So not really disappointed, just a poor judgment on my on my part.
2: You're trying to be strong. It's okay.
1: <laughs> Sarah, you are at least familiar with the show, yes? Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm familiar oh. with the show.
1: Oh, good. I was trying to figure out what to do for this game, and I'm like, I could just use the <laughs> setting from the book, but it's a small, weird town. I have a better place to set that. <laughs> so, yes, you are the cat. You will be playing the Cats of Gravity Falls. <laughs> Awesome. And to avoid too many spoilers for those who may or may not have seen the series, it's at an indeterminate point in time. I'm not going to be referencing too many major secrets of the show. Fair enough. I can almost guarantee you probably won't be facing off against Bill Cipher, so... That's
3: probably a good thing.
1: Because you're cats.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Cats that really don't need the holes in their faces rearranged.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that.
3: That was the creepiest thing I've ever seen in all of
1: animation.
2: And I grew up in the 80s! And so did you!
1: <laughs> and so did you. And so did... I don't know how old you are, Sarah. but uh, Like,
2: I'm a barely 80s. Yeah. Born yeah. in 89. Yeah. Tail end 89. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You escaped with a little
3: bit of your sanity intact.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the real scary animation was kind of over with. That era was over with. But the yeah. time I was into it, so. <laughs> mm. That oh. was
3: back when Ghostbusters could actually say things were dead.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Okay, so... We're gonna do character creation here because this is a fate game and fate is all about the narrative of the character. So if you look at your sheets, you got your aspects right here. An aspect is gonna be a couple words or a short sentence that describe your character in some way based on a specific phrase. You can invoke an aspect by spending one of your fate points. What that does, it will either add plus two to your roll, let you re-roll a failed roll, or you can introduce something into a scene. So I don't know, if you're trying to get into a house, you could say, "Oh, the screen door is loose," or, you know, someone left the door to the uh the window to the basement open or something like that.
2: Mm. Okay. Yeah.
1: And you can also invoke it to do some very specific cat-related things, things like um saying, "Oh, yeah, I'm a cat, though, so I can follow that scent no problem." Uh-huh. Um okay. I'm a cat, so no one really bothers to uh, worry about the fact that I'm here. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to do is your high concept. And this describes who you are and what you do. Now, there, there's one thing to keep in mind. Cats have magic in this game. They have four specific schools of magic called... Derek flips two magic skills. Wording, naming, seeking, and shaping. Now, all cats can use these magics. However, some cats are masters of them, in which case they gain access to special stunts related to them. If you want to be a master of a school of magic, and you can only master one school, you have to include it in your aspect, in that high concept. Otherwise, think about what kind of cat you want to play. Hmm. Come on, let's...
3: uh... Oh, let me think. As a consummate dog person, I've never considered what kind of cat I would want to be. I
2: mean, are we, are we talking, like, real specific, deep, like, breeding questions here or personality it can, questions? It, can, it depends. Oh, man. Is
1: your breed very important to you? Ooh. Are you very proud that you're a purebred Siamese? The
2: master race of cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... So, I mean, your concept could be something like um, big dumb main coon. Mm, yeah. In okay. which case, you're, you have straight up said that your character is big, they're not too smart, and that their breed is in some way important to that aspect. Cool.
2: cool, cool,
1: um, cool. Or your breed may not come into it at all. Um, it could, if you want to focus on magic, you could. The example in the book is Greedy Seeker.
2: Mm.
1: You're a greedy cat who specializes in the magic of finding things.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
3: Well, I do like the idea of being a main coon.
2: <laughs>
3: I will say that.
1: The largest of cats. Yeah. The Hodor of cats. Yes.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: I put it myself into a corner with that one. No, you do.
1: Embrace no, it. don't. No, don't. Please it. don't play Hodor. No, there are only two no, of you. No, no, no. Please. Do. Hodor works if there are four of you to play off of, but. <laughs>
2: it's going to be a one cat show over here.
3: <laughs> I do want to play a main coon, but I'm not going to be like. Hold or derpy? I'm not going to do that because okay. that was just that was tragic. It made me hate Bran Stark even more than normal people normally would. But anyway,
2: yeah. Uh, like, can we just take a moment to say that? Like, I really hope that Bran Stark, like the actor who plays Bran Stark, I really hope that he like never long bottoms his way out of puberty because like yes. he's in an awkward stage. It's getting
3: weird. Anyways, I, sorry, yeah.
2: brief aside.
3: <laughs> but we digress. Um. Uh, let me think here. So, yeah, I'll be a main Coon, uh, as far as, like, personality-wise. So- uh, can I just do a thing where I'm, like, really affectionate towards humans, or would that really affect anything, or? No,
1: I-, I mean, you could say, you know, you're, um, <coughs> like a human-loving main Coon or something like that, or.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, we're, we're talking to the high concept of your character. What cut? it speaks to really what kind of character you want to play. Hmm. Um. Wes wanted to play Garfield.
3: Hmm. Of course he did.
1: So, Wes and Cam were supposed to join this game. Unfortunately,
3: yeah.
1: at about the same time in the afternoon, I get a message from Wes. Yeah, uh, my car's broken down and I can't get it fixed till tomorrow. And he lives out in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. And then Cam's like, yeah, I'm sick and I actually really can't get out of bed. Well, that threw the adventure for a loop. Yeah.
2: Should have told Wes that cars cost less than Utascalan. Well, oh. oh, thanks for that. That was a real nice that was a real nice like courtesy chuckle. Um <laughs> like, <I appreciated> <laughs> Oh
3: boy. I'm still like uh
2: I think like if you need a minute. I think like I just want to be yeah, like yeah, a straight yeah. up like scrappy tomcat. Like, scrappy a tomcat. Yeah. Like, that is a
1: per- that yeah. is a perfect way to rate your high concept then.
2: Yeah, like like the Clint Eastwood of cats. You know what I'm saying? Scrappy
1: tomcat. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Perfect.
3: Um. Okay. Well, I'm guessing that's basically going to have her as the fighter. So probably for oh, the hell yeah. For the first time in Terrible Warriors history, I'm going to go with the magic angle.
1: Okay. Uh, what kind of magic do you want to focus on then? Um, To put it. Th- okay. To g- explain cat magic to you. Okay. Yeah. Warding magic um, is all about protecting areas. Um, right. You raise wards around it. But you do it by making sacrifices. So you um, when you leave dead birds and dead insects in your human store, um, you're actually leaving sacrifices that anchor in a ward. And the wards last until the sacrifice rots to bones or is removed. So generally they're about five minutes or possibly like five days. And the warding stunts can do things like um, make you invisible, uh, give you shadow armor, create wards uh, that allow you to move in cunning ways. I'm kind Uh, of
3: digging this, actually. uh,
1: Naming lets you control the true names of things. Because cats uh, playing into that uh, T. S. Eliot, every cat has three different names, and everything has a true name. And if you can find out that true name, you can manipulate it. Oh. Um Seeking is lets you uh, seeking lets you find things. Okay. And seeking lets you do things <laughs> like, well, you know when you wake up in the morning and the cat's on your face and it's looking you right in the eyes and. Oh yeah. Yeah, that cat is actually helping fight the demons that are trying to invade your dreams. Oh,
2: God. Wow! Um,
1: Because it projects itself into your dreams by sharing its breath with you. (laughs) Uh, Seekers are also able to... Isn't that
3: the origin of Halle Berry's Catwoman?
1: We don't talk about that movie in this (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: You just gave me a nom-like flashback of that movie. Yeah.
1: Seeking also lets you read objects, it lets you astrally project, it lets you see the future. Then there's shaping. Shaping is all about shaping yourself or shaping objects around you. So you can do things like make yourself bigger. If you're a master shaper, you could actually turn into another cat. Um, You can turn into shadow. Or you... Uh, you know
3: what? Yeah. Considering most main coons are 90% floof, I think I'm going
1: to be a shaping main coon.
2: Nice,
3: nice. Okay,
1: how does that shape? Um, what kind of adjective do you work around being a shaper then? Hmm. And uh, you've got your scrappy tomcat over here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are you daring? Are you cowardly? Are you smart? Are you, are you cunning? Are you dumb? Are you greedy? Are you I'll, altruistic?
3: Let's go with... a. Uh, I was going to say cunning, but I kind of like altruistic a little more. So altruistic
1: with, shaper? Let's do that. Altruistic shaper it is, then. All right. And it's good, because uh, what you use these, th- uh, these aspects, first of all, is they tell you something about your character. They also allow me as the GM to give you compels, which is if you get into a situation where one of your aspects would work into the story in a potentially negative way I can tell you I'm compelling this aspect to you I give you a fate point and you either automatically lose a challenge or the story takes you in a certain direction Hmm. that's not necessarily for your benefit but puts you in a different position within the narrative sweet next we're going to go on to your next aspect which is your trouble. Your trouble causes drama in your life. (laughs) You might be curious to a fault, bad-tempered, or a suckered for flattery. Perhaps your burdens won't let you leave the house. You're haunted by an old enemy. Or you live with a mean dog. Or maybe there's a fear or habit that you struggle to overcome. (laughs) So the example here is they've got an old cat uh, NPC whose trouble is that youth is wasted on the young. (laughs) (laughs) representing her impatience with the young cat she works with. This often leads to her doing things things herself that she really ought to delegate to younger
2: felines.
1: (laughs) So take your high concept and kind of inform what sort of trouble your character might be in. I'm thinking because there are just two of you, you probably live in the same house.
2: Hmm, Yeah, Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, Like, honestly, I would say that, uh, you know, my character is emotionally stunted. You know, like he he sees himself as a fighter.
1: Maybe you're spoiling for a fight.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Just like, just, yeah, really, really like hot-tempered.
1: Okay. Hot-tempered, spoiling for a fight. Either of those could be a perfect aspect for you.
2: Yeah, let's let's do spoiling for a fight.
1: Okay. Okay. Violence is always your first answer.
2: Yep. That's that's not, like, that's not true. I mentioned my Taekwondo school earlier, like, that's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I teach.
1: <laughs> yes, but you're also not a sentient cat living in Gravity Falls, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, let's just keep all those things in mind here.
1: What are you thinking for you, Shane? What kind of trouble are you in? Uh... You live with this badass other cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's pump, pounded her chest, spreading her arms. She's doing the whole, come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cat. The cat gets up on its high legs, bumps its front <laughs> paws against its chest, and meows to the tuna, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough.
2: Yeah, hell yeah.
1: Oh, man. um.
2: I know who I am.
3: Okay, I'm thinking my cat would probably be like the polar opposite of that almost, like it's the kind of cat that is like overly friendly, hmm. like the kind of cat that, like, when you're walking down the hallway, it'll be like around your, around your feet, kind of. Maybe like
1: naively off. friendly. Exactly, naively. Mm-hmm. friendly. Okay, perfect. Take it. Don't you love this though? This is <laughs> I, I love this part of the system. If there were more people here, I was actually going to um, skip one of the steps in this book. And instead, use the Fate system, the Fate Core system, which is um, you do after you do your trouble, uh, you talk with another player, and you work out a story that your that your two characters were involved with, Ooh, and then okay. they help you build your aspect from that. Nice. And then the last step, you do that again with a different player, <laughs> so your entire group has had adventures with each other.
3: Cool, I like it.
1: Next, we're going to go uh, with your burden.
3: One thing about the uh, yep. about the Fate system, though. Is the Fate system the same kind of thing that was used for Spirit of the Century? It is
1: exactly the same system that was okay, used for Spirit so of the have, Century. Okay, so
3: we have a reference for our <clears throat> listeners at home.
1: That would be why I told you in the Facebook chat, if you want to learn more about the Fate system, go listen to Spirit of the Century.
3: Yeah, but you told us that. You didn't tell the listeners that. No, but I'm, I told you guys I'm putting that. it up there so people have a reference <laughs> yes, to just uh, how that We are, using, we are
1: using the same system as we did in Spirit of the Century. Although this has been slightly updated, Spirit of the Century was one of the early iterations of the Fate system, along with the Dresden Files RPG. Okay. Um, Spirit of the Century is actually the lighter version. Dresden Files is the psycho rules heavy version. That's amazing. Like I feel it, like
3: that's the reason we haven't played it yet. Because I'm honestly surprised that we haven't done Dresden Files yet.
1: It's honestly because it's actually really rules heavy in how you build the characters. Fair enough. Um, but it's it's a really really solid system. I, I will run it at some point. Okay. Cool. I think you actually will see a lot more fate on this show in the uh, year to, in the year to come. All right then, next is your burden. This aspect details the burdens in your life. In less cat-centric terms, burdens are the people your cat is dedicated to protecting, whether an entire neighborhood or a single homeless person. If you're a stray, pick a person or people whom you sometimes visit and think are worthy of protection. Describing them in an interesting way that suggests, or, uh, that suggests invokes or compels, cats call people burdens for a reason. Well, you might accumulate more burdens throughout your life, you begin with a burden of one person or a group of people. Now, in this, you could share the same sort of, you could share the same burden, or you could describe uh, your burden in slightly different terms for each of you. For instance, Sarah, maybe uh, maybe you see yourself more as defending the neighborhood or the house, whereas Shane sees himself as defending your owner, your quote-unquote owner, who you're really just sort of living with because they give you food, and you feel it's your duty as a cat to protect them from you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Cool. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think I'm definitely a like neighborhood type defender. Um, I just see my I see my guy like you know going through alleys, going through. Uh, okay, you
1: know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. here's the time though, when I ask you to the question: Who owns you? Uh, who? What human do you live with? Mm. There is only really now at this point you could use someone named from the show, with the exception of Lazy Susan and the Crazy Cat Lady. Lazy Susan is the only character in the show with named cats, so they became NPCs.
2: (laughs) Ah, okay.
1: Uh, And not Old Man McGucket, because I have something for him. Okay. (laughs) I wonder what.
2: I defer to your superior Gravity Falls uh, knowledge, Shane.
1: Oh, Or you could just be someone.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The town is full Uh, of people who are never named in the show. (laughs) Mm.
3: Part of me kind of wants to be. Oh, I mentioned being a Gravity Falls fan. Now I'm blanking on all the names. Damn it! Like I said, you don't have
1: to. <laughs> na- you don't have to have someone named from the show, but it, I'm more looking for what is. What does this person do? Where, uh, where in town do they live?
3: Okay. What sort of um, aspects
1: are there to the neighborhood that you um, that you want to patrol? Help me build this.
3: <laughs> uh, actually, sir, have you got any ideas for that? Like, what kind of. What kind of owners or homes would you want, would you see us as cats living in? Uh,
2: yeah, I feel like I I feel like it would be good to be in like a real like sketchy untrustworthy neighborhood. I don't know if such a thing exists in Gravity Falls.
1: It um, can now.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I'm thinking of like the underbelly. <laughs> <laughs> If that's a thing, or... Uh, the or seedy go
1: underbelly of... of Gravity Falls, Oregon.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's yes. like, out, what, out by the road? <laughs> out, out by the highway?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: I don't know if that would work, because technically the seedy underbelly of Gravity Falls is the mystery shack. Actually, it's true. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay, okay, yeah. No, that's fair. Then, like, let's do, like, the complete opposite, then.
3: What about the mayor? Because that's one of the first things I thought of, like, the little... Toby the little...
1: Determined? Yes! You want to oh you want to be owned by Toby Determined? <laughs> no, why not? Okay, fine. Get, yeah, get, yeah. Get, get. <laughs> oh wait, that's not Toby Determined. Oh. Uh I can't remember his name, but yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I,
2: so wait, are we are we owned by Toby Determined or by that the,
1: guy? Um uh, do you want to be owned by the mayor? Do you want to be owned by the guy by the sketchy guy who oh, who runs the newspaper?
2: Oh, Ooh, <laughs> two very good options.
1: Yeah. Um, caused by Derek forgetting a random character in the show's <laughs> name.
3: Let's go with the let's go with the paper.
1: Okay, Toby. I feel like,
3: I feel like the mayor would be too on the nose.
1: <laughs> you are owned by Toby Determined, who <laughs> styles himself as a boy reporter despite the fact that he's in his forties. <laughs>
2: yes, okay. <laughs> oh
3: no, Excellent. it was like the it was like the final episode that he was mayor.
1: No, the um it's towards the end of the show when um wait no spoilers yeah mm. <laughs> anyway spoilery enough i think you're owned by the guy who runs the local <laughs> newspaper <Excellent. laughs> cool okay so that's more kind of in the middle of town but does living with the guy who runs the newspaper affect kind of uh what you see as your burden then sarah
2: yeah, I think that um, I think that I see my burden is maybe being uh, being like the protector of like anybody on his route. Is that a thing? Um, Does he have a route?
1: Maybe it's of the newspaper itself. Then sure. That um, you know when they send out the paper boys, you're kind of yeah. stu- you're stalking behind the paper boy. <laughs> yes, that's what uh, I want. And you know when when the dog starts going after the paper, you're like don't do that. Yeah, you don't do that, dog.
2: Wicked. yes. Notably,
1: most dogs in this uh, setting are not sapient.
2: Oh. Interesting.
1: <laughs> Interesting. The game is written with a very definite cats rule dogs drool bias. Oh, yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, to be fair, Pugmire basically had cats as like the evil empire. Kill so. my
1: cat. Shut up. Kill my kitty. Don't even start that again. <laughs> I named the main NPC, the main NPC baddie in Pugmire after my cat who I had to give to ju- uh, to our producer Justin Eacock when I left Toronto.
3: Okay, okay. Oh man. Okay, he made his cat a necromancer in the game and my entire per- my character's entire purpose hey, hey, was to you, kill necromancer? You randomly
1: generated that. You randomly generated that.
2: Exactly. So why are you holding it against me? I don't know, Shane. I think that sometimes, in order to be truly altruistic, you have to like set aside your purpose for the good of others, and like you <laughs> killed his cat. That was a completely different character. The cat that he had to leave behind. Oh,
3: come on. I'm, I'm with
2: Derek on this one.
3: Uh.
2: Anyways, like I'm, um, I'm really dedicated to these paper. Books. We're gonna have our own Marvel okay, so Civil War over this say.
3: damn thing. I can know. Okay.
1: It's, um. So you could call it the paper route. You could add some kind of descriptor to it. Um, you know, your burden could be like, I protect the morning paper or something like that.
2: Yeah, I like that. I <laughs> okay. protect the morning paper. That's what I do. All
1: right then, Shane. And yours <coughs> is more, and you want it to be more directed towards the uh, uh, towards the person behind it all, yeah? Yeah, I would say so. Just right, Toby determined. <laughs> it's an yeah. aspect that pretty much describes itself. Yeah. I'm gonna have to practice my Toby determined voice! I can't get it high enough! <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, and next up. Incidentally, I gotta say, of all the supplements for a game that I have ever acquired, I love I think I love this one the best. <laughs>
2: Maybe because it reminds him of his cat. Chase. Oh come on. Maybe that's why. Uh,
1: I will also say this was an early Christmas present to me from a friend down in the states. Uh, this game. So um, thank you, Matt. This is just awesome of you. Next up is the really cool. Why one. do
3: I suddenly have a feeling that you're part of a that you're part of a privately owned police project that's going to turn your cat into a cyborg that will eventually kill me?
1: Du, 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 du. Exactly, that's <laughs> was going <laughs> for. Du, 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 du. And you duh. know what? If you
3: make that happen, and he is, and he does get into law enforcement, I will take the bullet because that is awesome.
2: <laughs> See, this is what I mean: giving up your life for your purpose for something bigger.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a bionic cat, cat police, bionic. Oh my funny, god, bionic like, kitty.
3: Funny, it's almost like that's what I do for a living in real life.
2: Ooh, too shame. <laughs>
1: Good calling it, Corporal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Next up is your true name. You learned your true name in a dream soon after you became an adult. You earned your true name through your actions. It might be Brave Warrior or Silent Hunter, and it's part of your core identity. (coughs) To share your true name is a sign of great trust and respect, because someone who knows it has enormous power over you. Your true name might relate to an adventure shared with another PC during early adulthood. If you're struggling to come up with other true names, discuss your character history and come up uh, and coming of age with the other players. Uh, the example is that a uh, a cat by the name of Blackpaw uh, sacrifices, uh, was forced to sacrifice his brother's life in order to save his burden. He is Oathkeeper.
2: Oh, man. Um,
1: or if you really want, you can just use the random table in the back of the book. Because they gave us that random tables for random cats
2: <laughs> well i'm not a random cat no i'm a, I'm a very specific important cat <laughs> And uh,
1: so um, since you're scrappy maybe your um, aspect relates to your claws your paws or something like that
2: oh yeah yeah like I, my immediate instinct is to call myself long claw but like do it yeah Let's do it. I like it. that. Yeah. I mean, we've already started killing off important people in people's lives. So a Game of Thrones <laughs> reference.
3: Should I
1: just I go? Think it's like, should whoa. I just leave the room? You're gonna fit in with this group just fine, Sarah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Okay. I> gotta, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be Longclaw.
1: Done. That's your
3: okay. true name then.
2: Yeah. yeah. What
3: about you, Shane? New year, new me. Still a goddamn cat killer. <laughs> 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 okay. Pug 2016. Never forget.
2: <laughs>
1: Never let anyone forget.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will note that Shane is wearing an N7 t-shirt today. Yes. Uh Ooh, that's an idea. Your true name is not N7. No! <laughs> Your true name is also not Shepherd. Damn it, come
3: on!
1: <laughs> Actually, if you did you go sheep herding? Did you herd the strange sheep of gravity falls? <laughs> That's a pretty broad term, considering it's Gravity Falls. (laughs)
3: Let's be perfectly honest here. I mean, they go to the Mystery Shack.
1: It's true. (laughs) I wrote up the Mystery Shack, by the way. (laughs) It's called the Weird House. Oh, boy. Cats have different names for things, mainly because they can't read. Yeah. You need to take a stunt in this game to be able to read and understand what humans are saying. Beyond, like, you know, your name. Remember, (laughs) cats don't really care.
2: Right.
3: Right. Uh, I don't know, I I feel like my cat being, like, altruistic and stuff would be kind of, would be kind of like a protector. Okay, sure.
1: So... And you're a shaper. So does your magic and that desire to protect kind of work into your true name, then?
3: Yeah, I think it would, so... That's kind of what, that's actually why I wanted to go with Shepherd. Okay. But we can, we can come up with something else. Um,
1: something Guardian, perhaps?
3: Yeah. Like, uh, let me think here. Uh, ooh. How about, like, uh, Gate Guardian?
2: Ooh. Sure. Alliteration.
3: So it's like a cat that's like, it's one of those cats that's, like, always at the door when you come home. Gatekeeper. Uh, let's Gatekeeper, just call you, yes.
2: Let's just call
1: you Gatekeeper.
2: <laughs> That's real sweet.
1: <laughs> Toby determined and loves his kitty. <laughs> God, this is going to go off the rails so fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course <yeah>. it is. <laughs> Finally, you have a free aspect. Um, for example, you could establish a relationship with another PC and invent some shared backstory I'd actually like you two to do that. And I'd like you two to figure out, then, what your free aspect is for each of you. Cool. Okay, so... Now, you've... Have you always been in Gravity Falls? Did you... Were you brought here by another family and adopted in town? And you're... um, From what you've said, you're two completely different breeds of cats.
3: Mm, Let me think here. Like...
1: What kind of adventures have you had in the past?
2: I feel like I'm a wanderer. Yeah. I feel like I've been, I'm like... The you just kind of past.
1: showed up one day and walked through the door and just refused to leave.
2: Yeah, yeah. like I feel like I'm one of, those, one of those characters that has like the dark, tragic backstory but is like, no, I've left all that behind and I'm just like here doing my thing, protecting the paper. And I think, uh, like, but, like, for you our pre-established relationship. Well, you
1: could say something then, like, yeah. um, I have left a dark past behind me or something like that. Yeah. Which then suggests, uh, allows me to compel things from a dark past to come up to uh, bite you in the ass. Oh, cool. But you can also say things like, uh, you can evoke the aspect to say things like, oh, you know, I, I did something in the past. I said I'd never do this again, but I'll have to take this action now kind of
2: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I'm into that. Personality-wise,
3: in- it's just occurring to me that we're basically creating cat versions of Diaz and Boyle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh,
2: God. Yeah.
3: And I have no problem being Boyle. I don't.
2: I love Boyle. Um, but I also, yeah, like, also love Diaz. Yes. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, is that helpful, though? Because we, we do need to do we need to establish a relationship between the well, two of us. I, I'd, like, I, yeah. I, I'd like yeah. you
1: to, but, I mean, yeah. if that also helps you, if you find that while well, you're working things out, you come across a place, <coughs> really helps you define your character, write that down as your free aspect. Sure, yeah.
2: And I think, uh, yeah, I guess, like, how did you come to town then, Shane? Are you, have you always, or
1: have been, you there, always been Or have
2: you always
3: been here? Yeah. Uh, I feel like my... I feel like my character has like always been here. Hmm. Sure. Like yeah. maybe then you're... maybe Toby just got him from like a pet store as a kitten
2: sure. or something like that. Yeah. I feel like that plays into like you not being so smart because you've always been very sheltered. Like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily smart. just not street
1: smart.
2: Yeah. That's yeah.
1: Fair. Yeah. That could be your free aspect. I'm smart, but not spree- uh, but not street smart. Yeah. There you go. Write All it works down. For me.
2: And I like the idea of, like, us meeting and being, like, an unlikely team. Yeah.
1: You just sort of showed up one day, walked up to him, swatted him away from his bowl, started eating.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. You're
1: like, I live here now. Yep.
2: <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah.
3: It's like you have no ill will towards me, but when you want something, you'll just flat out say you want something and don't give you any crap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have my reasons. <laughs> got a deep, dark past here. I see yep. things.
1: <laughs> now is it Here's the part where the game actually encourages me to make you guys say descriptive sentences. Now it's like you have a dark past. Is it a dark past that you've left behind you? Is it a dark past that's always catching up with you?
2: Oh, it's 100% always catching up.
1: Then Yeah. Like a dark past catching <sighs> up with me or something like that. Can't escape. Perfect. Excellent. Now we're going to pause for a short moment while we figure out the nitty-gritty of these guys' stats, and then we're going to come back, and things are going to get funny. Okay, so we've got all your sheets together, and they're actually looking pretty good. Shane, would you just like to recap what your aspects are?
3: Uh, sure. Uh, my cat is an altruistic shaper. Uh, his trouble is that he's naively friendly. He's basically the kind of cat that always rubs up against your legs when you're walking down a hallway. <laughs> uh, we've decided that uh uh both sarah and i's burden is uh well no her burden is, is related to
1: at least it's but... related
3: to yeah but we're both owned by toby determined
1: <laughs> toby determined who boy is my... reporter <laughs> hasn't been a boy in about 30 years but <laughs> <laughs> and
3: uh my cat's true name is gatekeeper and his free aspect is
1: that he's smart, but he's not really street smart. Excellent. And Shane's skills basically look like... Uh, they they really reflect this. I'm quite happy with how he built his skills on this character. Shaping is his highest. He's got some rapport. He's actually pretty good at warding magic as well. And, yeah, your stunts... Shane can read. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: Now, I, I, the, I can
3: read this weird human speak that these. Yeah, you actually <laughs> understand yeah. the humans, and yeah.
1: they're really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be clear that while you are intelligent cats with magic, you're still cats. Yeah. You know, you like lying in sunbeams. You you find laser pointer dots be really fascinating. You just you cannot figure out where they came from.
2: <laughs> it's a mystery.
1: It's a mystery, and Gravity Falls is a town of mysteries. And I will tell you this, the current issue facing the town is that it is a boring little town full of weirdness and secrets. This is an aspect that you can invoke upon it when you are within the town.
2: Hmm, Okay.
1: I will also tell you that there are some important locations. There's the meeting place. It lies in the shadow of the clock tower. There's a convenient big pit of sand where, you know, you can do your business... nice little field lots of stuff to jump up and climb on yeah it's the circle park playground Yep. (laughs) (laughs) um there is the weird house out in the woods where people keep going there you don't understand why because it is just weird and earlier this summer two smaller humans showed up there and now there's this pig living there and the pig (laughs) thinks that he owns the place and it's crazy territorial. There's this goat that keeps showing up that eats basically anything.
3: It's also where we often see the biggest gerbil we've ever seen in our entire lives. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I'm talking about Zeus.
2: Cat bulls.
3: Seuss <laughs> <laughs> is a gerbil. <laughs> He's
2: been called worse. Yeah.
1: Um. The other big thing is the forest is there's this whole forest surrounding the town and its uh, its aspect is hidden secrets and dangers abound. The forest is home to a lot of truly weird things which show up in Gravity Falls. There are parts of the forest controlled by gnomes, pixies, unicorns, and other creatures who don't get along with cats. There are a lot of dumb stuff there.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> now I will introduce you to the cats of Gravity Falls in a bit. Oh,
3: good.
2: okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that is the various forces arrayed against you. This section was supposed to take a little bit longer because there were supposed to be an extra couple players. Yeah, <laughs> but that means we can jump right into the adventure. Cool. Okay, let's do it. Wait, do we have like? Oh, our names. Yeah, we need our name. You need your cat names. Yeah, you, our... you have two other names. Okay. The first is your actual cat name, which is what it says on your documents with the ASPCA. Okay. Or, no, the, the, sorry, that's presentation cruelty in animals. It's animal control. It's like, yeah. what, whatever it says on your collar. Yeah. What is your actual cat name? Keep in mind that this is, for cats, this is like a slave name. This is not a name that cats like to call each other. And it's something that you just sort of put up with humans calling
3: you. Derek, we're owned by a guy named Toby. And you're talking about slave names. <laughs> No, over really, my. no. Okay, um, my LeVar Burton knowledge is obviously different than your LeVar Burton knowledge. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm Levar? talking roots, oh, yeah, there we go. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> you okay then? Well, that was Oops. not the. Yeah, that was inadvertent. Sorry, LeVar. But Mr. Burton, it is, sir, it is a name that it's a deep insult to call another cat by their um, by their cat name.
2: Ken. Okay.
1: And if you do, it's really kind of showing that, you know, you you respect them about (coughs) as much as the humans seem to respect them. And as far as you can tell, humans don't really respect cats at all. Otherwise, you know, you'd be running the show.
2: Right. Right.
1: What is your cat name? Keep in mind, there's a cat in this town called Mr. Catface. So,
3: of course, there is.
1: It's one of okay. Lazy Susan's cats. Um. I actually looked it up on the wiki. <laughs> Dude, I spent like four hours on the Gravity Falls wiki last night oh planning my God. this game.
3: Out. Amazing. Okay. Um, actually, Derek, I was, I was thinking I wanted to sympathize a little bit because on some level I do feel bad. for...
1: You're not allowed to be Kit Kat.
3: I'm not going to be Kit Kat. I'm talking to. I was gonna name this cat after my old cat Simon. Do it.
2: Okay. Cool. What's uh what's your old cat's name, uh,
1: Kit Kat. You are not being Kit Kat. <laughs> that that is directly attempting to gain sympathy from the GM. <laughs> yeah. That is a game we do not play on this show.
2: <laughs> uh cool. I'm uh, uh it's gonna be Rupert, which is which is my old cat. Oh
1: okay, oh, perfect. Go. Yeah. 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 It's going to only so, end in tears. That, so that's the name that Toby Determined calls you. Now, what's the name that cats call you? Keep in mind that you don't use your true name in common parlance. Right,
2: right.
1: But you need to know what other cats call you. And this could be based on a physical characteristic. This could be based on something you did as a kitten. Deadeye. You want to be Deadeye? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Write it down. They call you Deadeye. Mm.
3: I think. Too bad Shmebulock is taken. Uh, (laughs) Shmebulock. Shmebulok (laughs) Shmebulok, Senior.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Simple. The best part of this is just that we're spending an hour coming up with your names. Yeah. Yes. But it's very important because a cat must have three different names. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's what I was going to do. Except it's still packed away somewhere. I was going to pull out my old possum's Practical Cats oh. <laughs> and actually read the po- the poem on the naming of cats. We'll add it in post. Nice. Okay.
3: nice. Uh I think mine's gonna be shade.
1: Shade? Mm-hmm. Perfect.
3: Because yeah, I've got shadow form, and I'm thinking like I'm thinking he's gonna be like a silvery, kind of grayish color, so.
1: Perfect. Ah uh, yes. And we are actually going to end the episode with this. The naming of cats is a difficult matter. It isn't just one of your holiday games. You may think at first time I'm as mad as a hatter when I tell you a cat must have three different names.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Damn straight. Okay, we're not into the episode there. We're going to end it with a little bit of action. Cool. Sweet. So you are just sort of hanging around the Gravity Falls. I think it's the Tattler, isn't it? The...
3: I think so, yeah. Yeah,
1: the, the newspaper office one day. I'll
3: be on, I'm, It's been a little bit since I've yeah. slept through Gravity Falls, so...
1: Toby is busy writing an article about oddly-shaped vegetables. You know this, Shane. You don't, Sarah, because you... Why would you read? Humans write things and it doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why would you do that?
3: I don't know. I just know that they're doing it.
2: Listen, the, the, there are more important things to worry I about just than whatever read, they scribble down.
3: I just read human speak. I don't understand it.
1: And as you're doing that, he's typing away. Uh, Sarah and, and, you know what, both of you, give me a notice checks. So, you're just going to roll all four dice. And if they're. You're going to take your uh, base rating and notice, which I believe for both of you is plus one. Okay, so if you get a plus, that's going to add to that. Right. If you get a blank, that's not going to do anything. And if you get minuses, they're going to subtract. So, Sarah, you wind up getting two pluses and two minuses. So, you get a one. Shane gets a two. With his one plus and three blanks.
3: Right.
1: (laughs) So. Shade. You're the one who notices it. God, you sound like DC supervillains now. (laughs) Deadeye and Shade. Deadeye and Shade. You're going to be on the next Suicide Squad. We
3: sound like the rivals to Change in Stone is what we sound like.
1: Deadeye and Shade. (laughs) Change in Stone's rival, cats. (laughs) Aren't those humans? They've they've run away on their long legs. (laughs) damn they're being bipeds and you notice as you're just kind of sitting there you know just hanging out in a sunbeam lazy summer afternoon you see a white shape um, come in through just drop in through one of the windows pointing out the back of the newspaper office okay and you hear little feet scurrying into the kitchen
3: somebody's going into the kitchen we should check it out yeah all right let's go yeah we gotta defend it yes okay or just see who's there no there's
2: always defending necessary attack first scratch first ask questions later <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't you mean don't you mean attack first and then tell me
1: to go ask questions
2: yeah. This, I mean, I guess that's typically how our relationship okay. works. Yeah, yeah, pretty eventually. much.
1: <laughs> so how do you want to approach this? Do you want to try and stealthily approach the kitchen? Do you want to just run right in?
2: I mean, I know what I want to do.
1: Uh,
3: yeah, we just approach quietly and peek in.
1: Okay, do you have stealth? You have stealth. I do have stealth. Yes. Give me a stealth check. Whoops. A familiar sound hit the Edmonton crew. You can re-roll if it hits the floor. I'm cool with that. Yeah. It's a blank. So what did you get? So- you got a minus and a plus, so you just got a straight one. I will roll for them. <laughs> oh, they don't notice you. <laughs> they don't notice shit. <laughs> yeah. So you creep <laughs> silently around the corner, you know, body low to the ground, you got the whole hunting posture going. And up on one of the counters... Pawing through some cutlery that's just been left out is a big white rat. Uh, we're talking big white rat. Oh my god! It's all—it's like cat-sized white rat. Oh my god! And it has almost no—it like almost no eyes. Just little, little, tiny, tiny little pink slit eyes poking out. But it should have bigger eyes. And it's got a—it's a pink nose, and it's sniffing about. And it's just going shiny, shiny. Gotta get the shinies, shinies, shinies!
3: Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, here in Gravity Falls, <laughs> <laughs> everything yeah. exists
3: in Gravity Falls.
2: Uh, oh, sweet. Uh, I don't know. I think he's like he's real big. So as much as I'm like sp- like I'm spoiling for a fight, but like I still want to proceed with caution. So I feel like I want to like grab some backup for this. Meaning me? Yeah, meaning you.
3: Yeah, let's get him. Yeah.
1: Okay. How are you taking him?
3: It's a rat. Who <laughs> can't Let's get him.
2: Let's eat that rat.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it picks up a uh spork and I can in between use front it for a board or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts turning the spork over, shiny, shiny, perfect, shiny, <laughs> oh, shiny. Man.
2: Well, it's up on the counter, right? So we have to get up on the counter first.
1: Yeah. Well, or you could just pounce up on the counter. I mean, you are cats.
2: Okay. Great. Sweet. Let's pounce. Let's do it. Let's pounce on this rat.
1: Okay. So you're going to go into a fight. I'm going to give you the total element of surprise here. Now, here is also where fate points come in. Sarah, you've got spoiling for a fight. It's one of your troubles, but at the same time, when you do get into a fight, it kind of works. Plus, you've got the Scrappy Tomcat, which probably should works as better invoke as well. Um, Shane, you could probably invoke something like Gatekeeper just because you're defending, you know, your territory. Exactly. This. Okay. If you do that, you spend a fate point, and you can either... Get a plus two on the roll or get a re-roll.
2: Okay.
1: You wanna do that? You wanna demonstrate the system right off the bat? Yeah,
2: sure. I'll yeah, do. let's do it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, the clinking sound. Another beautiful sound. I, I warn these. you, Sarah it will become Pavlovian after a while. Yes.
2: Oh,
1: man. <laughs> Give me both your rolls. And just let me know if you're adding plus two. ooh. Oh, you are probably going to want to reroll on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Shane, what are you looking at? Uh, I got
3: two pluses and a minus, so I'll probably just go with the plus 2. Cool.
1: Yeah, reroll that one. Reroll the one that's <laughs> on the ground.
3: But it's a plus. I know.
1: Oh, I'll let you take the plus then.
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so you're looking at a four, Sarah and Shane, we what want are you, you looking to come at? Back, so you're <laughs> looking at your fighting plus 1. So, what do you take your fighting at?
3: Uh, My fighting is fair, so plus two.
1: Okay. So, Sarah, you get in there first, and you dive in. You know, you got your claws extended, (coughs) and you tackle the rat onto the counter. You kind of pounce along it, and then Shane, you kind of come up behind it and give it a good smash over the noggin. Oh, yeah. Okay, and the rat's going to try and defend itself. It's going to invoke Big, because it gets two fate points, because there are two PCs in the scene. you know what, it's going to go with the plus two. So that's a four plus... I'm sort of mixing this with a thing from the book. Okay. um, So that's a lot. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So you get that good pounce in on it and then the rat reaches up with these big ratty um, back legs and kicks you off. Um, and you go uh, backwards and at this point... Uh, You will either take a okay. I mean, it looks hurt. Like you've definitely you got it down, but this is kind of its last gasp. Mm -hmm. Um, You will either take a mark on your fourth physical health box, or you can take a consequence. Um... In this case, it'd probably just be something like winded. Uh, It'd be like a minor consequence for you.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'll take the consequence.
1: Okay. So you're just going to write winded in there. And that's something that can be invoked against you. Okay. And the cat's struggling. uh, Sorry, the rat's struggling to stand up. I mean, you knocked it good. It's tough, but it's not that tough. Shiny... It's looking at you, then looking at the spork. (laughs) Not worth it for the shiny.
3: (laughs) Not worth it for the shiny.
1: It's going to try and run away. Can it run away? Well, we'll see how this goes for it. Mm, Plus one. A total of three. Uh, Sarah I'm gonna say that you're you're winded so you're gonna be getting back up on your feet you took a pretty solid hit there okay Shane you want to turn uh, run off after it um it's limping along it's it's not in good shape
3: no. I'll go after it
1: okay give me a roll get it okay. give me an athletics roll uh, two pluses so yeah plus three okay then I'll meet it I'm gonna give it to you because it's wounded so you catch up with it um, as it kind of gets to the door and it's scrabbling at you but it's like it's it's limping along on one leg it's got rakes uh, raked claws across one side and it, it's just looking at you and it's breathing heavily what are you gonna do Um. Keep in mind, you are also friendly. <sighs> no, no. <Yeah>. Good kitty. <laughs> good, good cat. Good cat. Not her. Not her right Okay, I'm good just
3: going to, like, put a little weight on it and just say, not your shinies. Not here. Understand? But what shinies? Not these shinies. Please not give
1: shinies...
3: Hey, shinies! I kind of want to use my shaping as an intimidate. Uh, how? Basically, just make my claws grow.
1: Well, you can do that. You're gonna. Uh, you want to roll to create an advantage? Uh, sure. Okay, give me a roll. Ew. Oh. So that's uh, <laughs> one plus three
3: minuses. So, so a three Yeah, Let's shade see. ain't that intimidating. Um
1: You can take a success at a minor cost. Uh in this case, um you'll create intimidatingly large claws, but at the same time you're gonna have to pull your claw- your paw back and it's gonna have a chance to get out from under you.
3: All right, I'll do that.
1: Okay. So you kind of uh, bring your paw back and your claws grow. You know, the shiny uh, claws, yeah. light glints off of them, <laughs> and the rat scurries the fuck away. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's
3: pretty much what I wanted.
1: Okay.
3: Basically just give him the idea, these are the only shinies he will get around here. Oh.
1: <laughs> Not so friendly.
3: I earned, I earned that one. Too. Yes. <laughs>
1: You have learned your lessons well, young Padawan. <laughs> Sarah, you're back up on your feet right now, but you're a little unsteady.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I go back to check on are you. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm good. My my dignity is severely uh, injured, though.
1: Yeah, your dignity's got, is I just got injured by a rat. Where yeah. is that rat?
2: Yeah, we gotta track that rat. Like, I will not suffer this lightly.
3: He's gone. I scared him off.
2: No. Like, he's, he's a danger to our whole neighborhood. Like, we, we're we not just, like, responsible for the shinies in our own house. We're, we're responsible for everybody's
1: shinies. You have a point. And you are spoiling for a fight.
2: Yeah, I just want yeah. to kick that rat's ass. I'm really just like, any excuse to do that, that's what I, where I'm at.
1: But that is a convincing argument to shade, so, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, then. We're going to end this episode as you head out the door in search of that dirty rat.
2: Hell Yeah. <laughs>
1: As you go into the wider town of Gravity Falls. For Terrible Warriors, I've been your GM for this evening, Derek the Park from Chase the Muse, and I am joined with Shane Fitzgerald,
2: Sarah Procopian.
1: Come back next week when things get weirder!
0: <laughs> the Terrible Warriors has new episodes every Tuesday and every Thursday, and return to us next week, as all month this Thursday. It's The Secret of Cats of Gravity Falls. I hope you like inside jokes, (laughs) And on Tuesday, we have our ongoing story happening, Mutants in Orbit. It's the third arc in the ongoing After the Bomb series that we started friggin' years ago. Mutant animals, these are actual mutant animals, so they, like, can use tools and stuff. And they're in space, they finally made it to space. I guarantee it, this is the week where they go to space. I I know, it's been... we went through all of January, we were calling it Mutants in Orbit, and they were just... they hadn't launched yet. Well, now they've launched, they're in space. Are ya happy now? Also on Tuesdays this month, a new campaign, a short-form campaign. You voted for it on Patreon, if you're a Patreon supporter. You chose, above all else, that we are going to play Masks the New Generation. The latest game by Magpie, it's another Powered by the Apocalypse game. I'm sitting around the table, and we're going to play Teen Superheroes. No idea what that's going to play like, but if you remember Monster Hearts, Sprawl, Worldwide Wrestling, it's going to get weird real fast. The Secret of Cats will return. And if you like what you're hearing, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. We've had guests on the show. We've got a guest on our Mutants in Orbit show. We name NPCs after our supporters who have signed on for that. We send out postcards now. That's a, you can actually get an actual tangible, hold it in your hand, real life thing from the Terrible Warriors. And I'm even negotiating right now with someone for that one-on-one GM consult. Yeah, they'd rather I actually just do a private game. And I'm not against that, as it turns out. So if you've got your idea of what you'd like that reward to be, just send us a message and I'm, I'm going to listen to whatever your wish is. Within reason, of course. Your t- today's terrible warriors have been Derek Burrow, Shane Fitzgerald, and Sarah Procopio. And until we meet again in the world of the secret of Cats of Gravity Falls, thanks.